And it is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to Head West. Their downtown location open for lunch. And every Wednesday, we bring you the Council Roundup, a review of what happened at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. And typically, we play a lot of clips from the meeting. Uh, but I was unable to get the council meeting from the clerk's office early this morning when I rolled out of bed at 3 o'clock, searched around, looked at the clerk's website. It wasn't there. It wasn't playing. I uh, wasn't able to download it. Also looked at the city's YouTube channel. It wasn't posted there. Looked at the city's Facebook channel. It wasn't posted there. Uh, thankfully, back here at the studio, and I didn't realize this until right when I went on air at 6 o'clock, uh, Jim had recorded the meeting, but it was here at the studio he had that file. So um, I've been going through some of it uh, and uh, getting some of the highlights, uh, but I figured uh, and I reached out to a lot of uh, <laughs> I reached out to a lot of sources uh, to to uh, see if we can get a, a kind of a review of some of what happened at last night's meeting. So got those lined up here, uh, including Alderman Ralph Hanauer. We're hoping to connect with Dominic Watson as well. Uh, but right now, I want to talk with Springfield Alderman Joe McMiniman, who joins us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at 7:12 to review what happened at last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Uh, Alderman, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Several things I want to get into with you uh but first i do want to play one clip of something you've talked about for years that was brought up last night's meeting and it concerns tree trimming i've been talking about this for 10 years and i haven't talked about it for a few years now um, because we are making improvements we're getting some competition and uh, w we could use some more competition with our local tree services if they want to get involved in it, in it. and so alderman tell us uh what about uh, that tree trimming contract it's expensive it's important do we have that competition to drive the price down good morning Good morning, Greg, and I can confirm you were up at 3 a.m. because your text came in at 3 a.m. asking for some help because the audio feeds weren't there. So <laughs> I appreciate you responding, uh, even if it was about an hour and a half after I sent that text. But, yeah, uh, I greatly appreciate that. I hope the listeners realize and recognize how much effort you put into this every Wednesday morning. It doesn't, ha it doesn't happen by itself, and I think 3 a.m. is probably your normal wake-up time for – for the Wednesday morning, well, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, not just on Wednesday mornings, uh, chopping up the audio and whatnot, uh, and doing that between commercial breaks and so on. But uh, yeah, reading three or four newspapers every day, getting inundated with news, so I can be informed, uh, bringing the conversations to uh, the the listeners. Uh, it's a lot of work, uh, that's for sure. So uh, I appreciate you taking the time this morning. So uh, tell us about the tree trimming contract, and then we'll talk about the John Taylor home. Uh, but uh, any any other major highlights from last night? And another kudos before we get to there. Uh, you know, I, I listened to you uh, reporting on the Smollett case this morning, and you're uh, reporting on the redistricting and how important it is to be informed as citizens for what's going on at the federal, state, and local level because uh, the democracy depends on an informed electorate and, really you, does. electorate, and you do an outstanding job in trying to cover all the bases, Greg. So I you deserve um, I appreciate those comments. I, I, I really do appreciate that. But let's get to business, Alderman. Okay. Uh, all right, so the tree trimming contract, as, as long as I've covered the city council, this has always been something that's been top of mind for some on the council. Tree trimming is extremely important, and I heard this clip pop up. Uh, what do we have from last night when it comes to tree trimming? Well, we had uh, three bidders, and they're all basically out-of-town bidders, but we had three bidders, so that competition drives down the cost, and that's what, what's happened. Last time, uh, I guess two years ago, we only had two bidders, and a few years before that, we only had one national bidder. And it's, it's a national bid because we just do one massive contract for all the 
tree trimming along the power lines, and that's really important work so, to avoid power failures and you know after storms and such, um, when the tree limbs uh, would come otherwise come down on the on the on the lines. But um, so the good news is we've got uh, you know competition. But what I hope City WLP does is um, we break that contract into some smaller pieces uh, that would allow some of our local uh, tree trimming firms to get involved. Because if it's local, local, then the money will recirculate within our local economy more so than when it's a national uh, tree trimming firm. Um, so that's the idea behind that, Greg, and thanks for um, paying attention to that uh, part of the meeting last night. Well, I think people uh, definitely realize how big of an issue it is when, you know, we get windstorms and uh, we get possible power outages and things like that. So it's just some of that taxpayer spending that I think people need to to keep in mind and how their money's being utilized. Uh, Alderman uh, Joe McMiniman with us on the WMAY morning news feed for the council roundup. A little bit of a different approach here with the council roundup, but uh, uh, thanks for uh, being able to make this happen. Let's talk about the John Taylor home. Uh, 217 thousand dollars in tiffs uh looks like i am going to be able to talk with dominic watson a little bit later on this morning uh part of the council roundup uh that was approved ultimately uh but uh it's not really in the best of shape uh is it is it rehabbable yeah greg you know we all want to preserve history uh when possible respect history um, um pass along history and and that building has some very interesting history uh, going back to 18 the 1850s uh when um judge taylor and his wife occupied it on it was a four acre track back then uh, and it's had a lot of history since then uh and and it would have been a great project 20 years ago maybe even salvageable uh 10 years ago but i i think i sent you that one photo that shows the east side of the building and the and the south side of the building. It's been open to the elements for about 10 years, Greg. Uh, timbers that were cut uh, almost 170 years ago, you know, you can't save rotted timbers. And it's, we, uh, the city council ultimately approved uh, r- roughly $217,000 uh, last night from various funding sources. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. It's going to be a a money pit, and um, I think everyone's heart was in the right place last night, but not their brains. And uh, you, we, we got to save what limited monies we have for more worthy projects that are in a state of of accomplishment or, or preservation. And I, I think we got a couple other uh, historic East Side African American properties that are, fall into that category. I think one's a uh, a um, fire station and, and, and another. Uh, property, but um, this one was just too far gone, um, too much money, and um, so I'm, I'm just, you know, sad that we we we're going to put money that. Uh, should go into other projects at this point. Alderman Joe McMiniman, uh, appreciate your thoughts on that. Well, uh, I thought we were going to connect with Dominic Watson. We'll actually connect with him later this week. We are going to try to connect with Alderman Sean Gregory uh, on this issue later on this hour. So greatly appreciate you taking part in this uh, little bit of a different type of council roundup this morning. Thanks always, Greg. Call anytime and uh, always wanting to help you out. You do a great job. Thanks a lot. Appreciate that. All right. So stay tuned. We've got uh, much more coming up here with the Council Roundup on the WMAY morning news feed. And we'll talk with uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer next about uh, the license plate reading cameras, what happened there, and uh, police technology. So stay tuned. That's on the way here with the WMAY morning news feed.
little bit of a different type of council roundup. Got some audio highlights, but definitely uh, I'm glad that we're able to line up some aldermen from last night. Uh, we talked with Alderman Joe McMiniman, uh, a little bit about the, the Taylor home as well. Um, we'll talk with Alderman Sean Gregory coming up about that. But something else that came up last night was law enforcement technology. Good bout of debate uh, from from all interested parties. You had uh, Kenny Winslow, the police chief up there, uh, discussing some of these issues. Uh, and even uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, raising some questions and uh, making some, uh, some, some issues known. Uh, and in particular, Alderman, one thing I picked up and just what I've been able to review from uh, some of the uh, the meeting was uh, you wanted to see these not just on one side of the city, you wanted to see these license plate cameras uh, in, in Ward 10 as well. Tell me a bit about uh, your thoughts on that. Good morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, well, the, the quite honestly, um, these license plate readers, we, we have a big problem over here at, with with people coming in they drive a car in and then they they drop off a bunch of people and they go around and they check all the cars breaking into cars, you know, and, uh, um, in this case, uh, camera could tell us what kind of car it is and they could go out and see all the, all the cars that were in that, um, that was that, that make and model and what the license plate is on it. And then they could, you know, the police could go and it's just a way of solving crime. You know, the, the whole the whole premise of, of getting better technology for the police is simply solving crime. Police can't be everywhere all the time, and you know these are these are kind of eyes that, that we have that 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 the police can utilize when there is a crime in a certain area. Well, I know I know that um, Police Chief Winslow, he talked about how these can be uh, the police eyes for 24 hours a day. Uh, and the shot spotter can be the police ears uh, for that time of t- uh, uh, for that reference as well. Um, so uh, one one argument that was brought up last night, though, uh, and I'll just play this clip that I do have queued up of Alderman uh, Roy Williams, Jr. Uh, he talked about th- this type of technology being effective, helping solve crimes, but he seemed to focus more on being. Uh, being able to use this, not specifically, but uh, as as a deterrent and as a, a investigative tool against shootings that may happen. Here's what he had to say last night, and uh, we'll cue this up. You know, what's the sense in having it in your ward if you haven't had gunshots in three years? So I, I ask you, uh, is do we have the luxury right now to use this for all crimes, or should we just focus this on uh, areas where there are shootings happening? Well, I think Roy was was um, confused about um, us wanting wanting the he thought we wanted shot spotter over in our area. That would be a waste of money. He's right. We don't have a lot of shooting. Although I I've had you know we had one murder and we've had some drive by shootings in Westchester. So uh, we do have it. Um, not as much as what the East Side has. And, um, but but one thing that. Uh, I think he was just confused that we want, we were talking about shot spotter and not the license plate readers. Gotcha. Well, that's that's probably my uh, that's probably my confusion in hearing that clip. But one thing that uh, uh, Alderman Williams did highlight was how this might take away uh, some of the apprehensions that people have of reporting these crimes, of being retaliated against. Right? I mean, this is this is not going to be uh, necessarily the neighbor that's going to be giving somebody a license plate they saw. This is going to be a camera capturing this uh, and providing that investigation. Tool for law enforcement. 
Right. And again, keep in mind at the time we were talking about shot spotter as well and how it, how it, um, they work together. Yeah. In this case, what would happen is, is there would be a, uh, let's say, uh, the shot spotter sees a, uh, here's a shot and then we could go to the map, see where it is and wherever our LPRs are, we could see if someone could just give us what type of car it is, we could literally go in because it does tell you what kind of vehicle it is and um, these LPRs. And so uh, um, you could you could narrow it down to a certain vehicle, you know, to, to certain license plates to, to, you know, where the police could go investigate, you know, what who was in that area and whatever. So um, <clears throat> technology is important. I, I think what it gets down to is technology is important. Um, well, and Alderman, that- and, and I've got very few uh, moments left here. I'm actually going over the uh, the news break just a little bit. But uh, one thing you raised last week uh, that uh, that I reported out to a statewide audience, and I got to say, I had a lot of people from other jurisdictions from across the state reach out to me, and, and with the quote that I pulled from you talking about concerns of, you know, you want to make sure directors or uh, aldermen or councilmen don't have access to this type of data uh, willy nilly. Uh, did you get any other assurances that that uh, that type of abuse is not going to happen because that's something that other people across the state uh, are worried is happening in their backyards. Well, I, I can tell you that the, the the next thing we'll do that I am planning on doing since we're we're getting the license plate readers is I'm going to make sure that it, that only the police have access to it. Uh, that we that that directors or even the mayor doesn't have access. You know, I don't need access to it. The aldermen don't need access to it. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, um, we have to be careful there. So, um, you know, I, I agree with you, but we need to, now that we're going to bring it in, now we need to make sure that we, we have that assurances. Alderman Ralph Hanna, I greatly appreciate you taking the time with me this morning on such short notice and happy belated birthday. How old are you now? Uh, 37? I am. I'm 61, and uh, sometimes sitting up at the council chambers, I feel like I'm 81. So, <laughs> well, happy Those birthday! Get along at times, so happy but, birthday! Uh, yeah, thank you very much. I Absolutely. appreciate it, and everybody have a good day. All right. with the council roundup on the WMAY morning news feed. I'm Greg Bishop and we'll get to our next guests from last night's Springfield City Council meeting coming up here in a moment, but I did want to air uh, a bit of what Alderman Ralph Hanauer had to say last night. Uh, and uh, it was concerning uh, police and their uh, rapid response to um, a troubling situation. Uh, so here's some of uh, Alderman Ralph Hanauer from last night from the Springfield City Council meeting. And this was during whenever they were uh, ultimately discussing some of the, the technology that uh, uh, the city police are starting to get. But Alderman Hanauer wanted to take a moment to, to highlight the good work that the city police are doing. We had a situation, there's an application out on that the kids are using. It's, what is it, Yik Yak or something, I don't know, whatever it is. But it's, it's supposedly an anonymous where kids can get on, and just, what they do is they just get on and trash each other. It's, it's, it's. I don't know why anybody would have it, but, um, you know, and there were some uh, issues out on last night where they, they bomb threats at, at certain schools and that. And I got to give our police department kudos because they got the kids that did it. And, you know, to the parents out there, first of all, 
tell your kids to get that app off. It's terrible. And second of all, if the, to the kids, if you think you're anonymous, you're not anonymous to the to to our police department because they can find out who you are and they'll come get you and they'll pull you out of school like they did today. And thank you for that. That's that that was a good good deal today. So no, so that's some of what uh, Springfield Alderman Ralph Hanner said last night during the conversation about uh, police technology. Uh, he did want to take a moment to, to highlight that, and I think that's something that's really fresh in a lot of parents' minds. Uh, 217-629-7970 is the number for you to sound off on these issues, but we're not doing that right now. We're going to instead go to the news line where we've got Alderman Sean Gregory standing by, and Alderman, thanks for taking time with me and getting back with me so early. Uh, and it was a bit of a scramble this morning when I didn't see the audience posted to the clerk's website so i appreciate uh, all the aldermen that responded rapidly uh to be able to join me on air and i'm glad to add your voice to the conversation good morning uh good morning good morning no problem so last night uh the john taylor home uh got approved for 200 plus thousand dollars we talked with uh, alderman uh joe mcminiman earlier this morning and he he highlighted how it's important to to see these histories and to facilitate uh, these histories, but I think the words he used was, this particular property is going to be a money pit. What's your response to that? Well, you know, I, you know, uh, Alderman is always going to have his opinion. I respect him for it. However, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, he brought up, you know, that we should have probably done it 10, 20 years ago. Well, he was on council, and, and you know, if he cared that much, he, he probably should have ran that charge. However, uh, we're here at this point now. Um, there's There's been some very good game plans on the finishing product um, been tossed around, including uh, his idea of a replica. But well, what we wanted to do first is uh, preserve the foundation uh, to give us a shot at the um, tax credits. Um, and if we, you know, uh, just decide to do a replica, then, then we lose a chance to get significant money to help this project out. Um, it's just the back half that that, um, that picture is showing. Um, the original structure um, is in pretty good shape. And, you know, we think we can save this home. And um, it, it just lines up with what we want to do with not only that one, but uh, the Lincoln Colored Home and uh, uh, continue to help the uh, First Black Firehouse uh, evolve it. And, 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 you know, the goal is to really pull some of our great tourism uh, across the tracks to really uh, help us continue spark economic opportunity and activity uh, on the east side. The time is now, and, you know, uh, um, I'm happy that, that we got this passed. And it did pass last night, uh, so we're going to be looking forward to, to seeing the progression of that because the history is just incredible, uh, and it's obviously something that's going to supplement and enhance uh, the local history that we have in this state and this uh, the city uh, to, to attract more people uh, to better understand uh, the, the the trials and tribulations that uh, this city is, has been part of all throughout history, uh, especially when it comes to uh, – our black uh, neighbors. Uh, Alderman Sean Gregory here with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, on this issue, you did highlight how uh, some of the questions that were raised about, you know, the 33.7% or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. uh, you, know, you, you did lay out some of the specifics that you were able to see in, in city code uh, and how yeah. this is actually below a certain threshold, significantly below a certain threshold. Absolutely. Uh, talk a little bit about that. So, so in the end, this, the overall cost of this project really brought that 217000 to like 15% of the overall project cost. That was one of the concerns. We answered that concern. Um, um, so, so you know, but but that really just brings me to, and, and me and the mayor had a good conversation about this. We've we've had some preliminary talks about it, but we're, we're really going to have some hard talks about TIFs 
and 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 um, you know TIF reform, as I like to call it. So um, hopefully, you know, automated minimum will will help me out with that and and and, and be a supporter of that because um, for for where TIFs are, it was originally made for blighted areas to help blighted areas. Um, but it's not working as 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 it was meant because a lot of people on you know don't have uh, three thousand dollars to put with a five thousand uh, dollar TIF TIF match or fifty percent and stuff like that. And it's and it's you know it's TIF dollars from this community, um, and they should be able to use it. And 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 overall, it's going to help the bottom dollar anyway. As houses get better, as businesses get better by using that money, the 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 uh, the TIF increment grows. Uh, like it's supposed to, and we got to start doing that. So, you know, um, you know, that's something that um, I know Alderman uh, Donlin is interested in. He thanked me at the end of the conversation for really just bringing back, uh, uh, refreshing his mind on the ordinance that he put in in 2017 as far as reimbursement. But um, the threshold um, that he put in, we were well below that for um, reimbursement after the project is done. And I understand why they, they, they did that then. They've been, you know, the city's been burned on projects and things of that nature. But we should always have reserve um, the right to look at this thing and, and, and make sound decisions for people, uh, even if it's on a case-by-case basis. But I'm looking at policy changes. That's what I come for, to, 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 to really um, change the things that are hurt in our community. Springfield Alderman Sean Gregory here with us. Uh, I don't think this came up last night, but it's something you've raised before in the past, and it's where to put the city's portion of cannabis tax dollars. Uh, we've sold a lot of cannabis in this state. Uh, it's pretty incredible to see the amount of money. Uh, you know, it's like $1.4 billion worth of cannabis that's been sold, and the taxes on that uh, range from, you know, 35 to 40 plus percent. The state getting a massive chunk of that, but the city has its own sales tax on top of that. Uh, what's being done with those tax dollars that the city collects, but also that the city receives from the state when it comes to cannabis money? Have you seen good use of that? Yeah. So, so me and Auto Woman, uh, now Senator Turner, we put the four hundred and fifty thousand dollars into two programs: a hundred thousand dollars for owner-occupied home redevelopment, and three hundred and fifty thousand dollars into um, um, business uh, assistance. The business assistance program is loaded and ready. They're putting some final touches on application and online um, interface um, to get that. Me and the mayor had a good conversation about making sure we got that out there. But um, as as time has grown, of course, we're going to go over that uh, threshold that we put money into those two programs. So we're going to have additional resources to do some other things. And I look forward to working with Alderman Williams on programs because the boundaries that me and Auto, uh, now Senator Turner set um, surround not only War Two but War Three as well. So you'll see business assistance, you know, uh, happening and um, this money spent a little bit of everywhere to improve the overall east side community. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, no city uh, uh, in the state besides Evanston, to my knowledge, has done anything with their ta- uh, cannabis tax dollars to really benefit the community hit hardest by the war on drugs. And I'm proud of that. Um, and it's going to provide a major dividends uh, even well after, you know, I'm gone and whatever I serve, 8, 12 or whatever, um, it, it's going to still be here for our community. And I'm proud of that. Alderman Sean Gregory, greatly appreciate you taking the time this morning, and we'll definitely connect again soon in the near future, uh, and uh, have a great day, all right? All right, you too.